What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Baseball Connection. So, there's a lot to discuss. We're just going to jump right into it. You know, we are we're closing on an opening day. Roster cuts are happening. Players are being announced as having made the big league team. It's an exciting time. It's an exciting time, but at the same time, you also have some, you know, it's the other side of that coin where some disappointing news where players are coming up with injuries, being scratched from their you know early season action starts things of that nature so i will begin in anaheim well angels camp which is really in mesa arizona but the angels have decided to designate justin upton for assignment and yeah they've dfa'd him basically they're moving on from justin upton and it's it's clear the direction they're trying to go that direction is getting playing time for their young outfielders, Joe Adele and Brandon Marsh. These are two of their top prospects, and it's clear they want to have these guys playing every day, or pretty much every day. Adele is 22, Brandon Marsh is 24, and you know both these guys have played their way onto the regular season roster. They have played well in spring training, and that's what their general manager said. That it's more about what those guys have done this spring. It's not really as much about Justin Upton, but let's be honest, Justin Upton, you know, it's just an age-related decline. You know, he has been slowly declining. He's 34 now, and you know they still owe him a lot of money. So he's 34. The Angels have seven days to either trade him or place him on irrevocable outright waivers. He has one year and 28 million dollars left on his five-year, 106 million dollar contract, and. LA is going to be on the hook for that money if no team trades for him or claims him off waivers. And this is a very similar move to what they did last season when they designated Albert Pujols for assignment because Pujols was in the final year of his deal. They owed him a lot of money. And they just they went ahead and cut him because they wanted to get playing time for Jared Walsh. And Jared Walsh ended up being a all-star. So I thought that was very, I mean, it was a very prudent move by the Angels. So, yeah, I mean, Paramanasian, he wants to get playing time for the young guys, and they also want to win games, too. They also want to put the best team on the field. I think you could argue that they're a better team with those young kids on the field rather than Justin Upton. Even though Upton has had a pretty, has had a very good spring training camp, but uh, you can't read too much into spring training either way um, for, for anyone. You, you know he is what he is at this point. You wouldn't really expect Upton to go out and get big have big numbers this year, um, at least not at the expense of the development of the young outfielders they're trying to polish. So, will Upton land on his feet? I think so. I think he will. He'll, someone will sign him. Someone will sign you know, you know, if he's not traded, someone will will definitely um, pick him up. And, yeah, he's, he's definitely going to be playing Major League Baseball this year. That's for sure. In other news, let's go to Mets camp. So, the Mets camp, it, it's, it's, it's tough, okay? So, DeGrom was was um, already going to be out because he's going to begin the season on the injured list. And now Max Scherzer is potentially sidelined for opening day. He has a hamstring issue. Um, it's not confirmed whether or not he's going to be scratched, but the team just hasn't they, – they're not going to commit to an opening day start for him. Um, he's also not ruling it out. This is Scherzer himself talking about it. Um, so he's got a hamstring so that's not what you want to hear if you're a Mets fan after this massive offseason they had uh, to have injuries piling up to your 
two best players already, that's just not encouraging because this is supposed to be a huge year for the Mets. I mean, I've said it. I said it many times um, this offseason. I was like, okay, this is the year. No excuses. But I guess injuries are the one excuse that everyone can pull because that's something that, that that's just something that um, you can't really predict. And it's tough. You can't work around that. When your players are out to injuries, there's not anything. There's really nothing you can do. There's nothing you can do. So hopefully those guys get healthy for everyone's sake. In other news, the Guardians have agreed to a five-year extension with Emmanuel Classe. So Emmanuel Classe. So everyone's waiting to hear the verdict on Jose Ramirez's contract. They've been talking about an extension for him. He's been negotiating with the Guardians. But in the meantime, they agreed to a five-year, $20 million extension for Emmanuel Classe. That's nothing. $4 million a year for this guy? Um... It's it's a very small amount of money. It's a team-friendly deal, but, I mean, it takes two sides to make a deal. Class A has agreed to it. I guess he wanted some financial security, but I, I really think he could have gotten a lot more. But he was outstanding last year. 71 appearances, he posted a 1.29 ERA with 24 saves and 74 strikeouts, and he finished fifth in the AL Rookie of the Year. So, yeah, he gets, he gets a very team-friendly deal. In other news, Bobby Witt Jr. has made the Royals opening day roster. Same thing with Spencer Torkelson. So Bobby Witt Jr. was, you know, well, he was named MLB's number one overall prospect. And he is he, he is the real deal. I, I'm really high on this guy. He was a second overall pick in the 2019 draft. He's going to begin his big league uh, career when the Royals host the Guardians on Thursday. And... Yeah, this new collective bargaining agreement is great in this sense. It removed an obstacle to all these, you know, early season debuts for top prospects. Under the old CBA, a team would have been tempted to leave Bobby Witt in the minors long enough to ensure that he wouldn't gain a full year of service time in 2022, thus giving them an extra year of control through the 2028 season. So give them an extra year of control on the back end. But now... There's a prospect promotion incentive in the new deal, and it creates the possibility that the Royals could earn a bonus pick in next year's draft if Bobby Witt is on the roster for a full year of service time and if he finishes in the top tier of award, which means something like Rookie of the Year, you know, top five, well, it's top two finish in the Rookie of the Year, top five in MVP, or being on the first or second All-MLB team. So obviously those are really high finishes, but... That's what you want if you're any team. You want your top prospects to play that well because it means that they're helping your squad. So, yeah, naturally, someone like Bobby Witt, because he's one of the game's top prospects, that qualifies him as one of the minor leaguers eligible for this prospect promotion incentive. So, yeah, you're going to see this guy. He's regarded as a five-tool talent by most evaluators. He was originally drafted as a shortstop, but he's going to begin his career as a third baseman. They're going to have Adalberto Mondesi at short and Nicky Lopez at second. But there is some fluidity because we know Mondesi is an injury risk and Whit Merrifield would likely move back to second base. In the event that Mondesi gets hurt, Lopez would go to short, Merrifield to second. So right now you're going to see Bobby Wood at third base and that, that would be just probably the smoothest choice for his development. And honestly, 
who knows? Maybe he might just stay there. Who knows? I mean, he's been a shortstop all this while, but, but we'll just see. We'll see how it goes. I'm excited to watch this guy play. I really am. In other news, Wade LeBlanc has announced his retirement. Left-hander Wade LeBlanc, 37 years old. He's hanging up his cleats after pitching in parts of 13 seasons in the major leagues. Just wanted to mention that. Um, he was never a big strikeout pitcher or high-velocity arm. He just relied more on off-speed pitches than his fastball, and he got outs by generating a lot of soft contact. There's a there's always a place for some, someone like that. You know, obviously not to – I mean, he's a good pitcher. You, you don't pitch – in 13 parts of 13 seasons in the big leagues, parts of 13 seasons if you're not good. But there's a saying out there that goes, lefty with a heartbeat, he has a chance. Um, obviously, it's it's hyperbole, but it's a saying like, hey, if you're a left-handed pitcher, you're, you're alive. Hey, you have a chance to to make it to the big leagues because, because you know, it's a, it's a commodity. It's a commodity to have a left-handed pitcher in, in your rotation or in your bullpen or whatever. So... We are getting closer to opening day, as I've said. That was kind of a lot to cover, but wanted to make sure you are in the know. We're getting close, ladies and gentlemen. So that was that was it. That's going to do for today. If you enjoyed this, please share it with someone who'd be interested. And we'll see you next time on Baseball Connection.